Welcome to Talking Foosball Fantasy, your source for all things official fantasy Bundesliga with player picks as welcome as the return of sold-out stadiums, fancy advice as short-lived as the title race hopes, and two pundits who are firmly of the belief that beer is for drinking and not for throwing. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, one and all. My name is James Thurgood. This is Talking Foosball Fantasy Season 5, Match Day 28, and here to help me break it all down, it is, of course, none other than the fantasy Fußball got himself, Flo Reinecke. Flo, how are you, my friend? How have you enjoyed the somewhat of time off during the international break? Well, it flew by, James. Yeah, it it's does. Just, it does do that, doesn't it? Yeah, I had like like two two days off at the the weekend. I got almost off, but I mean, I'm a youth coach now since like a year, I think, uh, like now, and it, I I I get immensely satis- satisfaction out of it. So it's 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 fun for me to do it. It's time to spend with my kids, but. I mean, it's also time consuming, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And we had a weekend f- uh, full packed with Little League matches, you would oh, call that brilliant. probably yeah. in, in America. So it was was quite fun. So the, the question is, is the defense waffle tight then? Well, <laughs> both my sons, because I'm the coach, they, uh, of course, are attacking players. So <laughs> <laughs> All the glory. <laughs> No, they, they, they play in different teams, actually. But we, we have a, a, a big group and we make like smaller groups in practice. And we have three teams um, where based on who is available, we call up certain players for each individual team. And it's different for every weekend. That's the way we do it. Nice. No, it's, it's a good way of doing it. Now, I've, I've talked to you about it off air as well. I remember you uh, sharing the tactics that you, one of your sons was drawing up at one point with all his uh, teammates as well. And he was coming up with some very interesting formations, let's say. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's brilliant stuff. Uh, tell me then, in the fantasy world, are you ready for this last unlimited transfer window? I think so. I think it's it's pretty straightforward this time. So at least that's my feeling. I think there will be a lot of similar teams out there with the unlimited transfers and how the the matchups pan out, I guess. We'll see um, if we are on the same page, James. Yeah, that will be will be interesting because I know you're notorious for not making any draft teams. Have you done it this no, time? No, 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 I haven't. Yeah, um, still haven't done it. Okay, so I, I did today, knowing that we were recording tonight. And we should say, listeners as well, we're recording on Wednesday because unfortunately we can't do it tomorrow, Thursday, because uh, I'm in Wolfsburg for the Women's Champions League games up there. So injury news may change a bit before you know the final decisions are made so just bear with us on that we'll do our best to navigate it all because there are a fair few injury stories that we need to talk about and that may factor into what you're saying flow in terms of the similarity of teams because down the final stretch no one really wants to take too many risks you want to play it a little bit safer don't you yeah and i just think the teams that have good matchups coming and there are teams that that don't and um there are a, a lot of good fantasy options at clubs who have at least decent matchups, and that's what I'm going for. So, at least um, the first time back, I'm not trying to uh, experiment too much with my choices. But maybe it's still differential enough. I'm not sure. Like we we have talked off air, but not not too much fantasy and more just true private stuff. So I'm not sure how uh, where your head is. So uh, we'll see. Uh, the, my- <laughs> 
<laughs> in fact, if we're being really honest, though, our heads are rarely in the same space when it comes to the fantasy world. And I mean, maybe the guys in the top 100, they might play it safe. I think everyone else might have a bit more fun with it this season because, you know, I mean, at this point, it depends what you've got to play for in your mini leagues. Uh, that's really what it comes down to. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I'm in the top 100 for both Talking Fußball and the Experts league i'm okay with that i think I, I can just about live with that if i can hold on to those two two standings um so we'll see what happens down the final stretch but uh we didn't send out any uh requests for listener questions because we wanted to keep this as succinct as possible because there is going to be a lot to get through but we'll start with the friday night game because strangely enough there is actually a friday night game this time normally after an international break they kick it back to a saturday but union against Köln are kicking off the match day this game will actually be union's 40th in all competitions so far this season. Unsurprisingly, no other Bundesliga team has contended as many fixtures as they have. Meanwhile, uh, we may want to talk about a certain Anthony Modest because he did have a goal involvement last time out against Dortmund, but he is on a four-game goal-scoring drought right now. Uh, The last time he went on a run like that, he then went on to score in three straight games. So, Köln Flow are in slightly better form, have a slightly better fixture list from now until the end of the season. Who are you backing in this game? Um, I think it's a close match, but Cologne, um, of all the clubs, they have on paper the best schedule from now till the end of the season. Um, they're facing on you now and um, all other teams they face are in the bottom half of the table right now. Um, so... I'm 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 really high on investing in Cologne. I I'm not scared um of the Union matchup. I know that Cologne can fall flat, especially um away from home. We've seen that uh, uh, a couple of times. I mean they 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 couldn't get a win out of third for instance. But still they they're producing good enough results. They're producing shots. They have interesting choices in in all areas of the pitch so um i'm definitely interested in investing in cologne because when you're now then it's Mainz at home traveling to gladbach bielefeld at home away at augsburg bolsburg at home away at stuttgart uh, this is the run so stefan baumgart doesn't want to talk about europe but but do you <laughs> yeah of course they should talk right now they are in the place <laughs> yeah. that probably will lead to them being in the europa conference league so it would be foolish not to think about Agreed. it because if Freiburg or Leipzig win the cup, then the seventh place club will actually be qualified for the Europa um, Conference League. So seventh place is probably enough for Europe. And and Cologne and Frankfurt are my favorites. Like the, it, it will it will be a dogfight in my mind between these two clubs. And, and Cologne has the better schedule. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So which players, yeah. you, you mentioned that there are players in every department that pique your interest. Who are they then? So Ben Schmitz is out. That yeah, leads yeah. us having a cheap option. Uh, Ihizibue will play right back. 3.5 million is his price tag. So I'm definitely uh, interested in him. In midfield, the form of Florian Kainz has been declining. 9.3 million is his price tag. Still, I think he's the most interesting option unless uh, Louis Schaub st- starts. For 2.8 million, he would ac- actually be an interesting choice if he's in the starting lineup. Uh, you can go with Jan Thielmann. Uh, 3.8 million is his price tag. Um, if he plays up front with Modest, that's a possibility. Um, these will be my midfield choices. And up front, Modest is the obvious choice, but 
if you just look at shot involvement, um, Mark Ute is sitting at 5.4 shots per 90 minutes and Modest is at 4.4. So Ute's shot involvement is higher, but he just hasn't had a hand in, in as many goals as Modest has. And that is why Modest has more points right now than Ute. But if you're just looking on shot involvement, Modest is 4.2. I just um, put it up the screen for me. So uh, not 4.4, 4.2, but I mean, the, just, the, the uh, direction is the same. If you're just going by, by shot involvement, Wood would actually be the better pick. And I think he's an interesting differential pick for 9.9 million if you don't want to go with Modest. Yeah, no, I like I like that potential differential. I mean, if you like a narrative as well, I mean, Sebastian Anderson against his former club, you know, you never you never know. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't think you quite buy it as much. No, I mean, if, if I want to go with Anderson, Anderson is basically a similar player to Modest. Just worse. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do and, agree. And, Sorry, and, that was and, a tongue in cheek I, I don't get the argument. Yeah, no. Like, Ud is a different player. He's involved in a lot of more. He takes set pieces. So there's a lot of more ways that Ud can score that Modest probably can't. So Ud shots on goal. He's at 3.1 in 90 minutes. Modest is at 3.7. But passes to a shot. Ud is at 2.2. And Modest is at 0.6. So there's a big gap between Oud and uh, Modest. Because Oud, like, he usually gives assists and can score goals. Modest giving an assist like he did against Dortmund is an outlier. Yeah, I should say uh, all the stats I just mentioned just for the Rick Runder. So I filtered them out. Because I think it's, it's more useful than having them for the whole season. Just to clarify. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree there. Let, let me ask you then. I mean, you, you're talking about all the Köln players. Union are not a bad side on home soil. If you were looking to invest in them. I, I, I just think it's really tough. Because they don't have these standout guys in regards with shot involvement. The, the player who's highest on there, who actually probably is going to start is Taiwo Aini, and he's sitting at 3.9. So that's worse than Modest. It's much worse than Oud, and Cologne has a better schedule. So I'm not, I'm not sure why I should go there. The midfielder who might be interesting if you, you're leaning towards Union is Kevin Möwald, if he's in the starting lineup, because uh, he has the highest shot involvement of 3.8 of all Union midfielders um, per 90 minutes nowadays. So we have the, the added bonus of knowing the lineup. So if Möwald is in the starting lineup, maybe. But it's, he's not in, in the predicted lineup I saw so far. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm probably not going there. You can definitely make an argument to go with Gieselmann. Although like his shot involvement totally dried up after uh, a spectacular uh, start in the Hinrunde, he's now sitting at 2.4 shots he's involved in per 90 minutes, which is like not bad for a defender, but not as outrageous, um, uh, outrageously high as he started the season. And if, if we're just looking for how many challenges he wins on average is not that high either. So he's sitting at 6.5 challenges per 90 minutes. He wins. 
that's not it's not good enough for for a defender. Although I mean, let me ask you because this was you kind of beat me to the punch a little bit. But would you pick Kingsley Ehizibuwe? Yes, over Gieselman. Yeah, ah, you would. Okay, yeah, yeah I would. Just because, uh, like, shot involvement is is pretty similar, but the sample size of Ehizibuwe is probably not big enough that you can read too much into it. But he he usually he wins a lot more challenges. Did you like on average he won like almost fifteen challenges per ninety minutes in a Rick Ronda. He he didn't play a lot, so maybe take it with a pinch of salt. But on average, you can you can say that Ihezibue just wins a lot more challenges than Gieselman does. And at the end of the day, gives you two points per five one challenges. And if you got a defender. I think it's always good to to look like if he's not highly involved in shots, you want the defender to at least win ten challenges per per game. That's a yeah, that's a fair fair assessment of what you're kind of looking for in that defender market. No, I, I'm glad you answered that then because I think that might be one that people are debating, looking for that cheap option on the Friday night. Once you see the lineups, Gieselman is more likely to score. That's fair. So yeah. that's 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 what he has. So maybe you say, ah, I want a boomer bus defender because uh, it's a Friday game. Then maybe Gieselman would be the choice. Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah, King Zihizibue is someone that, if I'm honest, every time I hear his name, I can't help but think about the one-hour dance video that's on YouTube involving him that the club put up, Cohen put it up during the co- <laughs> during the coronavirus pandemic. And it's still up there, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, you can go have a watch of Kingsley. He's a dance for an hour if you really want to. Um, I can suggest that you've probably got better things to do in your life, if I'm honest. Yeah, so but, I- but someone I didn't mention. <laughs> oh, go for uh, it. Sorry, yeah, yeah. James. Yeah, yeah. Bastino Chipka, if he starts instead of Gieselmann, he's oh, okay. even cheaper, sitting at 2 million, and he wins challenges. So... Okay. Yeah, and and he does set pieces as well. So uh, Ochipka maybe would even be the, the the more interesting player. The problem with Gieselman, Ochipka, or Izibuye is you, what's the status next week? Yeah. So the matchup isn't bad for both of these clubs. Cologne is facing Mainz at home, and uh, Union is playing the Berlin Derby against Hertha. But Ihizibui probably won't start if, if Schmitz is back. And um, we're not sure who's starting as left back for Union. And that's just an issue you, you just have to keep in mind. But then again, if it, it sounds like almost all of them have the same issue. Like they might drop out next week. So at that point, you're kind of, you're in the same camp with all three players if you want to invest in that Friday night market. So True. yeah, I mean, it's an interesting yeah. one to see how people navigate that one because I think, yeah, form and fixtures is that classic debate and you just wonder whether that might get thrown out the window yeah. a little bit. But let's and move I, on. Of course, Trimmel is a big differential because he's so expensive with 10.1 million. Yeah. Like in a vacuum, it wouldn't be worth it to spend up for Trimble if like Gieselmann or Chipka giving you the same for much less. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more, especially given the fact that I think despite some of the injuries that are out there, there are some big money players that are going to be in a lot of squads. And so we're going to see a lot of enablers. And I think people might look to this game 
based on the fact they know the starting lineup, it's a Friday night, look to this game for the enablers. And I think there are a couple of out there. And I I do agree with you. I didn't actually touch on it, but the Louis Schaub, if he does feature from the off, he would be a very interesting pick at 2.8 yeah, million. Would. So would. Yeah. I do like that. Okay, let's move on to the Saturday 3.30 games. Uh, we'll start with the big one, Freiburg against Bayern. Now, Christian Streich, I, I love him to bits. He's one of the best managers out there, um, but he's actually only overseen one win in 18 meetings with Bayern. Uh, five draws, 12 losses. Robert Lewandowski, let's be honest, he's been involved in a fair few of them. He's also scored 20 goals in 19 games against Freiburg, including six in his last seven. He's an obvious player pick, Flo, but outside of Robert Lewandowski, where are you looking? I'm not sure I have a second Bayern player. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I just think the, the, the matchup isn't great. I'm not, I'm not sure that like Bayern had issues against Union, but Union weren't able to capitalize on it, and Luther had a had a bad day. So the funnel for for Bayern it 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 sounds way more comfortable than it was, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm just not sure how uh, if Bayern is able to put the screws on uh, Freiburg. So. If you think they are, I think apart from like Lewandowski is still my squad. So who am I kidding? <laughs> I don't say. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. He's still in my squad, of course. But like it's either I think they can put the screws on Freiburg, then Müller would be um, the candidate to double up. 20.3 million scored uh, for Germany. Yeah. Looking good. So uh, I think he's he's a good choice, and Kim, Kimmich would be the second one for eighteen point three. Yeah, Kimmich. I keep going back and forth with him right now because it's a tough one in the midfield market. Yeah. I'm, I'm 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 probably like I'm not I'm probably not going with a second Bayern player. Um, Alfonso Davis, like he's back in training, but he like almost certainly won't start this game, so he's off the table, and I, I, like. It's not just that I'm not sure if, if, if like Freiburg, my opinion is Freiburg will put up a fight. Maybe that's wrong, but that's, that's what I'm leaning right now. And on top of that, we have other strikers in very good matchups who are like. So that's, that's my reasoning for probably not doubling up on Bayern. And Kimmich is very expensive for what he brings to the table to begin with. So, um, yes. Uh, yeah. And and I don't see like maybe you could make an argument for Musiala, but like maybe he's rotating out of the lineup. So and he's he's playing a really defensive role. Yes, yeah, he's not playing one. as an yeah. attacking midfielder. And like I w- I would feel Sané in an instance if he were uh, a midfielder, but he's a striker in the game. Unfortunately, yes, that is that is yeah. the case. No, I mean, if anything, I think maybe the most interesting person outside of Robert Lewandowski in this fixture is actually Mark Flecken. Um, because again, you know, unlimited transfers, people might be looking at goalkeepers. Mark Flecken was someone that performed very well in the first half of the season, hasn't quite been as effective in the second half of the season in terms of picking up fantasy points. But, you know, the logic often when you come up against Bayern is it's not a bad idea to pick a goalkeeper like Flecken, who we know can make a fair few saves if called upon in a game like this. So yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at with the, the game as well. Um, but I'll be honest, Kimmich is in my draft lineup right now. I can't, I can't deny that. Um, but so is Flecken. So uh, there you go. You, you could deny that, James. But no, I, I can't. No, I can't. No, I no, one, no one could. Like, 
check. Well, you know, they're going to find out eventually, but I'll be honest, I'm going back and forth with him. Well, you, you could have said, oh, he wasn't in my draft. But line. I'm, I'm uh, no, yeah. full transparency on this show. I'm not a British politician. Yeah, yeah I, I just wondered, like, you, you said you, you couldn't deny it. You you could, but you, you just you don't uh, yeah, want okay, to. But yeah, fair I, I respect yeah, that. I just appreciate that. Want to clarify. Appreciate that. Um, let's, let's move on to Frankfurt against Foot because this is another one. Uh, a big game. If you don't think that Bayern are going to put the screw to Freiburg, then I think it's fair to say you can maybe anticipate Frankfurt putting the screw to Kreuterfurt a little bit. The the one thing that stood out to me in the pre-match statistics here was that Frankfurt have actually only scored twice or more on home soil just once this season. That was came in a 5-2 win against Bayern Leverkusen back on match day 15. However, I mean, if there's a time to change that, this weekend doesn't seem like a bad opportunity to do it. Um, are you looking outside of anyone other than Philip Kostic, Flo? Yeah, um, I, I might prefer Lindström over uh, Kostic anyway. So it's the same thing. Kostic is sitting at 4.7 shots. Uh, he's involved in per 90 minutes. Lindström is at 4.6. So it's 0.1 difference there. Um, Lindström actually gets off more shots, which gives you more points and passes to a shot. Um, on average than, than Kostic does. And he's way cheaper. He's 9.7, Kostic is 18.1. Might be at the end of the day that I have both in my squad. So um, uh, Frankfurt is one of the squads I like. Uh, especially they have two home games in a row. They now have third. Then is Freiburg, which is like middle of the road. I would peg it, especially away from home. Uh, for for Freiburg is away from home. For for Frankfurt is at home, and then they're traveling to Union. So, yeah, I, I don't think it's 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 a bad run of fixture. So I, I like having Frankfurt players in my squad, and Kostic and Lindstrom are on the forefront uh, in regards to midfield and um, in defense. I'm, I'm I think Indica is is a very good choice. 11.5 million, maybe a bit costly for center back, but he likes to get forwards. And I think there will be set pieces against Furt and, and he can benefit of it. So, uh, and Dicker, I like, I don't have a striker because Bure, he's like, he has a lot of traveling to do. And so I'm not 100% that he is even going to start this game coming back from South America. And uh, if he starts, if the game gets out of hand, he is probably like like sixty minutes, and it's over for him. So I'm, I'm, yeah. that's the reason why I'm not thinking of Bure. If we hadn't had uh, international break, Bure definitely would be a candidate for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we've talked about him being on the fringes on a couple of occasions. This would be one of the ones where he'd be a more serious candidate. But yes, affected by his return from international duty. I, I agree with you. I, I'll be honest, the double up with Kostic and Lindstrom, the only reason I've talked myself out of that right now is that there are a fair few midfielders in those 330 slots and you don't, I don't want to have too many of them. Um, and so right now, I think I got, I think my first draft, I ended up doing the double up and I had, I had four midfielders apart from Unkunku playing in a different time slot. And I went, right, I can't have that. So I, I see if you don't consider kickoff times, true. it's probably yeah. like, probably most teams would have four midfielders out of this time slot. And yeah, I'm, I might do it anyway. But um, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you have to keep Kimmich, that in Kimmich mind. is my candidate. 
Yeah, yeah. Kimmich is my candidate right now. He's the the candidate, as they say here in Germany, the what? the wiggle like, candidate because he's going to be the one I drop to to facilitate getting into a different time slot. I think. But but can you can you see Kostic really disappoint against Fürth? So the issue with not having flexibility is that you have a, a star man that that gives you just two points, and that's the problem. But um, if you feel like confident enough, then you have Kostic and probably your yeah. second shot is Nkunku as a star man. And maybe it's it's worth the risk if you feel like these choices are way better. Because the Sunday midfielders, they all suck. Yes. So if we um, I make a um, quick preview <laughs> on, on the Sunday matches, but the midfielders all suck. Basically all play No, not all plays. Um, there's some Gladbach players I like, but... Most of the Sunday players, I'm, I'm not interested in. No, I don't. I don't think you're alone in that camp either, and that, and that's why this is this is the debate. I think for me as well as to to whether whether I overloaded midfield on Saturday or not. I do agree that if you make the right captain choice, yeah, Philip Kostic probably won't disappoint you. I mean, you're also a Kimmich has the chance to not disappoint you as well. Um, and then I want to talk about the next game as well, because I feel like there's an opportunity here, Flo. And I sense it. I'm just not 100% sure where it is. So I want to get your yeah. thoughts on it as well. Leverkusen against Hertha. That, now, yeah. we've got the Leverkusen injury problems. You've got Frimpong, Fosu Mensa, Florian Wirtz, Kerem Demibai, Amin Adli, the latest now picking up an injury on international duty, being ruled out to the end of the season. Hertha, meanwhile have this incredible game before the international break. Well, where... an incredible result, we should okay. say. Okay, fair. Yeah, incredible result yeah. before they, the international they, they, break. They rarely had the ball and it was all <laughs> set pieces by Plattenhardt. So, yeah, it does help. Yeah, it, it, it was a freak game, James. It wasn't like they, they played great football. No, yeah, no, sorry, yeah, I, I do agree with you. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't this spectacle. Um, so yeah, I, maybe a freak result definitely is probably the better way to put this. Um, uh, they, they had point nine three expected goals on the yeah, official Bundesliga expected goals. I think that's stats. the biggest discrepancy this season, if I'm not mistaken. In the, the, yeah, they scored three goals all of that. Like, yeah. like that's not going to happen every week. No. Spoiler. But then this is it. I sense an opportunity here with the Leverkusen squad yeah. to maybe find a few differentials. They are winless in their last five games in the Bundesliga against Hertha. But I kind of feel like throwing that out the window, especially on home soil, given the fact that they're still, you know, under pressure right now in the top four as well to keep delivering. So where are you looking in this Leverkusen squad? Mm. Uh, one thing I want to add, James, uh, Dimebay, like he isn't injured, he's suspended because he's the first player in the Bundesliga to pick up 10 yellow cards. So kudos to <laughs> yeah. Karen Dimebay. So uh, that's why he's sitting. So he's not injured, but just suspended. Um, I think in defense, you have two options you can go. You've got the safe route in Mitchell Baka, 6.3 million is his price tag. Like he has this left back position on lockdown. Uh, I'd say right now. And Kosunu played right back. He's 8.6 million. The The problem is, and that's what, like Swan talked about it later on, that with Kosunu in the back line, they basically change between a three-man back line and a four-man back line organically during the game. Because Kosunu is way more defensive, uh, a way more defensive player than Baka is. So Baka is a guy who is allowed to do a lot of attacking and Kosunu probably do uh, does less of that. But he wins more challenges and he can get at the end of set pieces. So 
Uh, I think there's there are arguments for both uh, to make, and both are decent choices, at least decent choices uh, against Hertha, in my opinion. And up front, you 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 can only look at DRB. I think fifteen point two million, bit overpriced for my taste. So I'm probably not going there, but I wouldn't fault you if you think that like Hertha was a fluke. And uh, it will show at Leverkusen, and Leverkusen can like turn things around again and make it push for the Champions League. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, uh, someone like Robert Andrich, I know uh, you you might you might back this back and say you know he's not involved in many shots on goals, but I just wonder whether, given the opportunities in this Leverkusen midfield, there might be someone like Andrich who's an outlier out of nowhere. I mean, Exekiel Palacios, I think, is an even longer shot, um, especially mm-hmm. like because Andrich at least this season has shown that he can get in amongst the goals. He's not afraid to pull the trigger from range. And let's be honest, uh, if any player would be motivated to win against Hertha Berlin, then Robert Andrich would be top of that list in the Leverkusen camp, being a yeah. Yeah. former Union player himself. Yeah, you, you know how many shots he's involved in in 90 minutes? Per night, I would say probably around about two. Yeah, 1.8. Okay. Uh, That's just not cutting it for yeah, me. I, see, I, knew, I, <laughs> I knew you'd say that. Yeah. Um, but I just wonder, I wonder whether it's worth, someone like him is worth a gamble. Then I kind of come back to the argument that we made earlier. I, I, I can't see that doing him in midfield. Um, one guy um, I think I should mention maybe is Karim Belarabi, but... Like unfortunately, he's a striker in the game. Oh, is he? But I, I wouldn't have even, I wouldn't yeah. have even noticed because yeah, never... if you were a midfielder, hello, uh, yeah, he he will be a really really great pick. Six point four million is his price tag. Four point four shots per ninety minutes. Only um, uh, <laughs> Zidane Sertimia, who rarely plays, and. Uh, Joel Pochampalo, <laughs> who isn't even at, at Leverkusen anymore, have have like higher per minute uh, stats than Belarabi has for Leverkusen. He's on par with Patrick Schick. Same average. Plays a lot less, but uh, yes. Belarabi. <laughs> yeah, he plays a lot less and he gets off early a lot of the times. So that, that's my issue with Karan Belarabi and that's why I would still prefer going with Diaby. Although, like, he has less shots per game on average, or per 90 minutes, I should say. Well, it's also, I mean, I know I know, Kostanu played at right back uh, before the international break, but let's be honest, there's also the chance that Bellarabi gets slotted in at right wing back, so maybe isn't quite in the same advanced position based on a change of formation, so... Yeah, if they play a three-man backline. But that, like, that makes Bakker, like, his average on the season isn't that great, but... He he probably is allowed a lot more leeway now that it's when it's not Frimpong on the other flank. That's fair. Yeah. Just just my assessment of the situation. Well, yeah, let's be honest. Yeah, Kostanu didn't look quite as comfortable going forward <laughs> as he does at centre-back. Um, but anyway, let's move on to the next game. Hoffenheim against Bochum. Um, Bochum have a very tough run of fixtures to kick off this kind of final stretch. And let's be honest, they know they're not 100% safe yet. Uh, they're away from home against Hoffenheim, who will be competing in their 75th competitive game under Sebastian Hernes. Uh, he has a points-per-game ratio of 1.53, which actually... Uh, pretty much matches his predecessor, Julian Nagelsmann's average over his 136 matches at the helm. But in terms of fantasy players, where are you looking, Flo? 
Uh, I think Kedarabek is is really interesting. Like all guys who put him in the squad before the Hunter game, like still, I like I I I know I sound repetitive, but like this the decision making was good. He just like had a short term. I'm I'm not sure if it was an injury or he, if he got ruled out by COVID, but you couldn't have known that before you made the transfers that he wouldn't play. So uh, that's just stuff that happens. But his shot involvement is like he has a higher uh, shot involvement per minute than Baumgartner does. So that shows you like he's an exceptionally good fantasy player in theory because he doesn't stay on the pitch like (laughs) too long uh, a lot of the times. But I'm not trying to predict injuries. I said that before. Um, It can come back to haunt you, but. Uh, Kadarabek probably is a must want. Uh, in midfield, you can make arguments for Baumgartner and Raum. I don't, I, I don't think I'll personally go there just because I'll, there are so many good options. Uh, Saturday, 3.30. I, I'm not seeing myself going with Baumgartner or Raum, but just to mention them. Um, and up front, Kramaric definitely an interesting candidate. Like, uh, we know that if he hits it into gear, he can be the highest scoring player on the match day. You know, that, that can happen with, with Kramaric. We've seen games with him having like eight to ten shots on goal. Not in a while, I know, but still I think it's in the range of outcomes and that's why I'm definitely also interested in Kramaric. So Kadarabek is, I wouldn't say lock, because um, that would be too much, but um, one of my favorite defenders going into match day 28. And Kramaric is definitely sitting on the fringes to get my striker number three spot. Because two, two spots for me are taken. Okay, so you, and you, wouldn't, you wouldn't, I mean, well, I'm, always a, I'm always someone that aims to have three strikers in three different time slots if possible. Yeah. And if you're going for Kramaric, then you're clashing with Lewandowski. But yeah. Well, there are worse clashes to make. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay. So I, I, w- I wouldn't mind too much. Yeah. No, it's, it's funny. I actually took a punt on David Raum um, in the, the last match day before the international break. Didn't quite pan out, unfortunately. Um, but I did think he was worth a punt. Um, but I, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think I'd necessarily dip back in, especially when I could pay 0.2 million more for Baumgartner, who... You know, I'd, I'd maybe back more to be involved in the goal-scoring sense, maybe not the assisting sense. Um, but let's talk about Bielefeld against Stuttgart, the final game of the 3.30 kickoffs on Saturday. Now, Bielefeld, meanwhile, Sasa Kalajic has registered two goals and as many assists across his four last four appearances. Uh, so a man in form, him and Sosa have been combining again, Flo, but plenty of options in this game. So who are you looking at? Yeah, I'm, and I'm loving that um, this game. So Bielefeld is allowing the second most shots on goal this season and Stuttgart is allowing the third most goals, uh, uh, shots on goals this season. It's uh, like these twos are all, uh, two clubs are only topped by Greuther So yeah, definitely I think at both teams will probably get shots at goal. Like that's a good point to start at. And both teams have really, really enticing fantasy options. We got Patrick Wimmer um, at Bielefeld. He's the sole Bielefeld player I would be interested in. And I mean, we mentioned that before, 
Like his share of the Bielefeld attacking pie is just ridiculous in in in, in terms of shot involvement. So six point seven million well spent on Patrick Wimmer. On the other hand, we got Chris Fürich, also midfielder, playing for Stuttgart, six point three million. He's also a really really good choice, high shot involvement, can be involved in goals, set his duties. So if we have a decision between these two guys, let's see where they play next match day. So Fürich is playing on Friday evening at home against Dortmund. Actually, don't mind that matchup. And uh, Wimmer is traveling to Wolfsburg next week. We had like uh, a fair bit of rumors of, of Wimmer playing for Wolfsburg next season. So maybe that was already a bit of psychological warfare by, by Wolfsburg just like uh, <laughs> pulling through to some journalists that, that he's going to play there. But like both matchups are okay. I think both uh, players are in consideration for me in midfield. Uh, in defense, we got Sosa. He's a lock. Like he, he will be my squad. I can't imagine not picking him, just because of h how good he is in in terms of shot involvement. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going with with Sosa. Kalajic is another guy who's on the fringes um, of making my third striker squad. Eleven point seven million. You can double dip. Um, with a Sosa assist and a Kalajic goal. It's happened quite often before. So that's an added bonus if you go with the two guys. And I think maybe the forgotten guy. I don't think it's a bad idea to double up on the Stuttgart defense. Bielefeld hasn't scored in four games. I mean, Stuttgart looks patchy at the back at times, but like Bielefeld just can't score to, to save their lives. And Karlsruhe... Costing you 2.3 million. That's his price tag. Playing as a defensive midfielder is a defender in the game. And on average, he almost wins 15 challenges per 90 minutes. Decent. So that's huge. If he's landing on the, the, the taller tall, like he's giving you six points just for winning challenges. Yeah. That's that, like the chance of that happening is almost 50% statistically for Karasor. So. 2.3 million, probably my favorite, very, very cheap player this weekend is Atakan Karasor for Stuttgart. Yeah, and I mean, I, I would anticipate him being a major differential as well, actually, uh, if you do fancy yeah, double Yeah, he's up. in 0% right, of, yeah. of, of <laughs> all squads, I, I checked. That's it, yeah, I would I would, I would, hope so. I mean, if if he was in more, I would be questioning what's what's happened in the past. But no, I, I like those options that you've you've laid out there. And I do wonder, Patrick Vimmer, the only question with me is whether the rumours might have gotten to his head a little bit. You know, he's a young, young winger. Yeah. You don't want him to get a bit ahead of himself and maybe drop form because he does get in his head. So I'll be keeping a close eye, but he is one of those on that Saturday 3.30 slot. It's very hard to ignore in the midfield bracket. Let's move on to a bit of flexibility. Uh, let's go through the standalone fixtures. There are three late on. Yeah, and uh, oh, sorry, yeah, James, one thing to add, because I just checked, because you uh, you put me off guard with your, if you were more squads, you would be questioning something. Like in four out of his last five games, he actually had seven or more uh, points. Really? 
So at least seven points in four out of his last five games, and 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 Stuttgart like never had a clean sheet in this in this stretch. Okay, you're making a very strong case for Atakan Karazor. Yep, uh, very very well. Because I mean, yeah, that price although, tag. Although to be fair, like I like I know how to milk a stat, <laughs> James. Like in three out of five games, he had exactly seven points. Like he one game was ten. And uh, three games with seven and one game with three points. So is that because he's not completing 70 minutes a lot? Or is he getting is he getting booked? It's one of the two. He's either losing a point because he's not making the 70-minute the no, no, mark. Because of goals against. Oh, okay. Oh, fa- yeah, fair enough. Okay, yeah, yeah, fair enough. That's, that's, I tell that's, you, no, okay, 2.3 million for someone that can kind of give you a base threshold of something like six to seven points is certainly very valuable. Yeah, and I think, like, if he gets a clean sheet... Oh, you're winning. Like... Uh, and uh, at Gladbach, uh, against Gladbach, he also got points for passes to a shot. So that could happen as well. And I mean, we've seen Endo score a brace once. <laughs> I mean, that was against Schalke, but still. But still, yeah. it counts. Still, still did count, yeah. <laughs> so and like, I'm, I'm, I'm inclined maybe to go with Carousel just because he's highly differential. He's pretty cheap and I, I just like being sneaky from... Uh, now, now and again, and I, I actually think he's a good pick. Uh, you, you're making, as I say, you've made a very, very strong case for him. So yeah, okay, I'll leave, I'll leave listeners to mull that one over. Maybe you can join Flo in the sneaky, sneaky choice of Atakan Karazor. But let's move on to the Saturday late game, Dortmund against Leipzig. It is a big one. They call it a top thrill for a reason, and this time it lives up to the billing. Uh, now, Marco Royce, we hyped him up uh, before the international break, saying he could make his 350th competitive appearance for the club. He didn't because he was injured, but that chance may now come against Leipzig on the week. Weekend. Meanwhile, I mean, it's worth noting that only Bayern have picked up more points on home soil than Dortmund this season. And if we're talking about star midfielders, we mentioned Marco Royce. We can't help but men- mention Christopher Nkunku as well. Strangely enough, since he opened his account on match day six of this season, uh, in the 22 games that followed, only seven did he fail to produce a goal involvement in all competitions, that is. Uh, that actually includes the reverse fixture against Dortmund. Whether they can keep him as quiet a second time round, I'm not as convinced, but Flo, uh, this is a tasty fixture in terms of the entertainment levels, in terms of fantasy. Is it that great? No. With Dortmund, there are a lot of uncertainties. Uh, we have in Kunku, he's in my squad. Like, he, he's on Lewandowski territory. Yes. In agreed. my opinion. So, I don't care playing at Dortmund. Maybe that's tough. Still going with Nkunku. I'm not sure that anyone else will make the cut for me. Well, I think it helps that there's not really a Dortmund midfielder that's that attractive to compete with him even. Well, I, I wouldn't mind having a Dortmund midfielder and a Leipzig midfielder if I felt like Dortmund has good options there. But I just feel they don't um, at the moment. I wouldn't risk it with Haaland. I guess maybe we get some confirmation that he's at a hundred percent. Then yeah, he, hope. yeah, could be my third striker. I wouldn't necessarily say that he would be a lock, but then he would be definitely definitely in consideration. If we don't get the the green light that he's a hundred percent, then I wouldn't go there. Although I mean, he played three games against Leipzig so far for Dortmund and scored a brace in um, every game. He he played so far against them. And another trivia question, um, James. I'm I'm curious if you can answer that. Since uh, Leipzig arrived in the Bundesliga, 
You know that, Raka? No, 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 sorry. I don't have a great record with these types of questions. Well, but, yeah, but go maybe, ahead. maybe you do. But um, since they arrived in the Bundesliga, it's been five seasons. Two times um, Leipzig were uh, second and two times Dortmund were second. Like, do you know, like, there's a third club that, that, that got uh, second in, in this time span. You know which club? I feel I feel I feel confident about this. It was Schalke. Yes, <laughs> it just feels yeah. so odd, but it, it was does. Schalke and under <laughs> Domenico Tedesco, who's, yeah. who's now at Leipzig. So, yeah, it, it feels like ages ago, but it wasn't really. But uh, yeah, just yeah, well done. Um, full full marks for that one. <laughs> Appreciate that. That was yeah, that was one of the the easier ones. I was I was anticipating some weird statistical question there. Um, but I appreciated that one. No, that was. But you are right. It is it is a crazy statistic that they actually did it, and that it was Tedesco, and now you know, yeah. back on Bundesliga soil and and doing well with Leipzig as well. It is a nice story. So I, I think I'm with you here. I'm I'm not really looking to heavily invest in this game. I think the only other player outside of the ones that you've mentioned would maybe be Guerrero again if he is back mm. fit although I mean the Angelino Guerrero debate where no. would you stand on that I, I would stand with Guardiola on that debate actually <laughs> okay. he, he will be my favorite defender out of this match because I feel that there will be a lot of challenges in this one and Guardiola like he gets a great baseline out of challenges one and I just feel I'm not sure that Angelino will have ample opportunities to be involved in shots or as much maybe as another game. So that's why I would lean towards Guardiola. And uh, Guerrero is just too inconsistent. And we're, we're not sure, like, is he 100%? Or, like, I, I've just got, uh, yeah, some some doubts uh, if, it's, if he's worth 14.2 million right now at home against... Uh, Leipzig and like you said before they're playing on Friday at Stuttgart that's a good matchup and then I know the Dortmund lineup that would definitely help me and maybe I'm I'm on board then with investing in Dortmund but I'm not for this match eh? Yeah, I mean, it is one of those where I may listen closely to the, you know, the pre-match press conference and just to try and work out what is said about some of the players that may be returning although I mean one thing I will say to the Angelino debate I mean I, th I think the predicted lineups are that Emre Chan will be starting at right back. Because, um, mm. I mean, you've got Meunier out, you've got Paslak out, you've got Moray out. Um, yeah, the Wolf is going to play. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Wolf has been playing in this advanced role, but could end up playing at right back. So maybe right back might be a position that Leipzig look to target. And if they do that, then Antonino might get forward. It's one of those, you, it's very hard to tell or predict pre-match. I, I think if, like, if you tell, if you tell you yourself a story where this happens, then I think it's also it's viable to go with Angelino. But later on, you have to check like how your track record is um, of making predictions. <laughs> let, let, no, yeah. that's yeah, not yeah, like not to slack you off. Just to say, I think it's a good thing. It's it's how fantasy works. You you tell yourself a story how a game will shape out, who will benefit, and then you invest in the players accordingly. But in the end of the day, you have to check, like, you won't be right always. And that's not how uh, probabilities work. Um, like, we emphasize uh, this uh, uh, quite often, I think rightfully so. But uh, still, this is, this is part of saying um, this could lead to, to great decision making if you, like, analyze the game the right way. Um, so I, I don't fault you for making yeah, assumptions true. like that. 
Um, I, I just, I, I personally think that Dortmund will play with a three-man backline. Maybe they're still vulnerable uh, on the flank. It could be the case, but in terms of how much possession will Leipzig have, probably less than in other games. It's just like, this is what leads me to making An- Angelino not a priority at all. And if I want a Leipzig defender, I, I would prefer just the challenges one of Guardiola. I can see him butt hats with Haaland quite often. <laughs> so Yeah, that, I can see that as well. Now, I mean, the other thing, having just had a look at the, the fixture list as well, you know, you kind of talk yourself out of it because Leipzig's next three games are not easy, you know, uh, Dortmund away, uh, home to Hoffenheim, then away to Leverkusen. At least for Dortmund after this game against Leipzig, they've got Stuttgart and Wolfsburg, which, okay, not easy games when you stretch the imagination, but easier by comparison to Leipzig's fixture list. So that may swing people in Guerrero's direction as well. move on to the Sunday games then uh, starting with Augsburg against Wolfsburg Augsburg winless in their last eight matches against the Wolves and the question I think that kind of came to me when you're talking about this game flow is is it worth a gamble or is it one you steer clear of? And the only player I would think of is Iago uh, of Augsburg because he, he, he's in good shape Wolfsburg is just not great this season so I, I think you can make an argument for him but like he's the only one, and I know you want to bring up Andre Hahn. But <laughs> yeah, no, no, surely. I mean, he had, surely he had the thirteen person, points last time out. So, well, surely the person to bring up is Michal Gregoric as well, because him and Hahn they're both having this like kind of mini revival in the yeah, second half of the season. Gregoric is a striker. If he were yeah, a midfielder, I would be like on your side with him. But for me, it's probably no play out of this game. But if I would have to, it would be Iago for seven point eight million. Yeah, I mean, I have to admit, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Wolfsburg's defensive form going into the international break was quite good, and it piqued my interest to the point I was wondering whether someone like um, uh, Jerome Roussillon might work out. And then if I'm not mistaken, yeah, he's... Yeah, but he's, he's questionable he, if that's, I saw yeah, that. That's exactly it. I saw that today as well. And the fact is he is questionable now. And then you wonder who's even going to play at left back for Wolfsburg. And it's a Sunday game. We probably won't know True, yeah. uh, what's happening on, on Sunday if he's able to play or not. So I I don't want to make a decision like that for for a player like Roussillon. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And that that is why he is no longer a candidate because of that the questionable mark next to his name. Unless, uh, I mean, it won't be Florian Kohlfeldt uh, who gives the press conference and it won't be Frontek either. It's going to be, uh, you know what, I, the name is not going to come to me off the top of my head, but he p- could potentially become the youngest ever head coach to be on a Bundesliga sideline this weekend. Yeah. Um, he'll be taking the press conference only if he turns around and says, no, Jerome Roussillon is 100% fit and ready to go would I consider bringing him in uh, if there's any question uh, surrounding him then it's just a no-go and and Augsburg is playing at Munich next week so uh, that's true. definitely yes. something you should consider so I mean Iago is maybe a decent option for this week but like you want to sell him for next week and do you want to have this kind of a burden uh, going into next week for an Augsburg player 
I heavily lean on answering that question with a no. Yes, I, I think I would, I would lean that way as well. Um, absolutely. Okay, then let's. Shall we move on to Gladbach against Mainz? Maybe a game that offers more flexibility and more viable options uh, for this match day. Then, because uh, yeah. Gladbach, yes, I mean they were involved in the incident in Bochum uh, before the international break. Uh, fortunately, uh, I mean at least from my perspective, Luca Netz and Alessand player had at least picked up a fair amount of points before uh, the cup got thrown. Gladbach with back-to-back wins now in the Bundesliga as well, which is important. Alassane player, he's had a direct hand in six of their last eight Bundesliga goals as well. Three goals scored, three assists. So he has found his form when they've needed it most. But they're coming up against a Mainz side that, okay, they're coming off the back of all the kind of COVID uh, setbacks that they suffered. But they are a very, very tough team to beat, as proven by the fact that this will be the 50th uh, time that Bo Svensson is taking charge of a Mainz game. He actually currently boasts a better points per game average in all competitions than uh, the certain uh, duo of Jurgen Klopp and Thomas Tuchel. So he's in very esteemed company up there at the top of the rankings. Uh, the question I think, Flo, is who would you trust to close out the match day between these two? Uh, it's, it's a tough question. So I like Gladbach in this game because like you said, Mainz is ha- tough to beat on home soil, I would uh, add. Fair. I think they lost as it's six out of seven or seven out of eight. I'm not a hundred percent right now on top of my head, but like they, they lost a lot of their last away games. Um, and, uh, Gladbach, like their home form was, was pretty decent. Uh, seven out of nine possible points out of the last three outings. So I'm, I'm going with Gladbach here. Only issue is they don't have a midfielder right now that's piquing my interest because Neuhaus, like he had like two games where he played more in a more attacking role, but that's over now. And we're not sure the status of Lars Stindl. He would be interesting if we know he play. Like we can almost be certain that Jonas Hofmann isn't going to start. And that's it. That's the list of the midfielders you, you, you could think of bringing into your squad. So I'm ruling out having a, a Gladbach midfielder, period. In defense, Luka Netz, like, he's coming back from Corona. We're not sure how his status is. I personally lean right now on Wednesday, lean Benzebaini playing on the left flank. And that would lead me to having Benzebaini in my squad for 10.8 million. Because um, the problem with Benzebaini, we know he's going to play. We're just not sure where. And... He could play in the three-man back line, then I'm not that interested in him, although he still is a gold threat after set pieces. So it, it that doesn't really matter where he plays. But still, I would like it if we were playing on the left flank and make these runs we know he can do. There's a risk you take with him uh, just because of this uncertainty. Maybe we get some confirmation on out of the presser in, in regards to Luka Nets. Um, but... Yeah, that that that's like because then I would be willing to risk it going with Nets if like we get confirmation he's back to full strength. I'm I'm just not sure that we we're going to get something like that. Uh, and up front, Alessand Player is going to be my second striker. Um, so he's flanking Lewandowski in Moscow for sure. Fifteen point four million is his price tag. Um, if we just like you 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 stated like how involved he is in goals. If we just look at the Rick Runde, like his shot involvement is through the roof, 5.6. And uh, only four Bundesliga uh, players are above him. 
Jonas Hofmann, who's probably not going to play. Leroy Sané, who seldomly plays 90 minutes. Robert Lewandowski, who, who leads the pack. Um, and just to get perspective, um, Robert Lewandowski is sitting at 6.4. That's 0.4 clear of the second guy on the list. Can you imagine who that would be in the Rick Runder? Oh, see, this is the type of question I was talking about earlier where you put me on the spot. It's unlike if anyone like guys out there try to make that. Omar Mamouche. <laughs> not a bad pick. Ah, okay. Um, he, he's actually number 13 okay. on the list. So uh, kudos to you. It's not bad, but it's also more unlikely. More unlikely. Um, and, and, and the player has to play, uh, had to play one third of all the minutes available in the record. One third so, of or, all the minutes. Or they wouldn't qualify so for the list. It's not some like crazy defender that's had it. No, it's not, it's not a defender because he had to play minutes and then have still to have shot and Wolfman. So, um, that's not happening. He's a striker. Didn't play as many games, maybe as Hatta would have liked. You oh, have an idea. Or Jovetic. It's uh, okay, Jovetic. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. Six shots per 90 minutes. I was just baffled as I saw that. Like second best to Lewandowski in the record is actually Stefan Jovetic. That is incredible. Yeah. If only his health weren't so fragile, he, he definitely would be an interesting fantasy pick. But like player is second to Lewandowski if you count the real, like if you discount Sané because of playing time issues and um, we discount Jovetic because of health issues and Hertha issues then, then player is the second in line um, that's that's just just a fact and that's why uh, he, he will be in my squad I think the um, Mainz is far better at home than away from home uh, Gladbach will probably benefit from having the stadium full again having like a, a, usually a great atmosphere at Gladbach. So um, I, I'm going with with player. I'm, I'm not yeah, double-guessing myself. I'm not overthinking this. I'm going with Lewandowski and player. And I'm thinking about who's going to be my third striker. Yes, and if I'm not mistaken, it was Kalajic, Kramerich. And who was the... There was a third one as well that was on your list. Uh, Oud, I, I was yeah. also thinking about Oud. And, and if we get confirmation that Haaland is uh, available. That was it. He, he would be worth consideration. He'd be, he'd be in contention. We, yeah, they, in, in, worth consideration. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, no, I mean, fairness, I, I don't have much to add on the Gladbach side of things. Um, it would have been lovely if Jonas Hoffman had recovered from his yeah, muscular injury in time yeah. to feature for this one. Um, but yeah, it's not going to happen. So I'm with you. Ben's a new player. Would be... yeah, but, well, he might still feature, but not in the starting lineup. Yeah, well, uh, yes. So, I, I, well, I'd be, I'd be even surprised if he features based on what I've been yeah, reading today. To be yeah, honest, yeah, I agree, um, I agree. Yeah. But that, that he, he isn't ruled out yet. But I think we can rule out him starting. Yeah, no, that's fair. Okay, let's round out today's show then with the player picks, as always, starting with our Vegas choice flow. Who you're gambling with on match day twenty eight? I'm, I'm going with Kalaitis. This be my, my third striker. I, I, I like him as a player. Uh, he's a fable for fantasy. Uh, um, not the fantasy Bundesliga game, unfortunately, but another product that's out there. And uh, I remember him. Do you, do you remember that, James? I was going to say, but what's the name of the game? I've forgotten it because it's not. Uh, 
Should we mention it even? Well, I guess we're not really competing with them. I don't know. But yeah, you're, I do remember him lamenting the fact that he didn't put himself. It's, it's, it's kick base. Uh, he, he came on as a sub and he didn't put himself in the lineup because he knew that he wasn't going to start. And then he came on and made three goals, I think, <laughs> yeah. and afterwards complained about uh, not having himself in the starting lineup of his fantasy squad. Uh, I think it's just... Um, he's a good yeah. man he's a good man Sasa yeah there are like some uncertainties with Stuttgart we know that but like Bielefeld is not good and Stuttgart have everything like if they win this momentum has totally changed on the bottom of the table and then they're like they're making a big step towards uh, not being relegated so uh, I think they have a lot to play for uh, and I, I, I like him as a third striker like I said it's it's I wouldn't necessarily say that I lean now towards Kalajic. It's really not decided. It, it probably, maybe it, it's a price issue because Kalajic is cheaper, way cheaper than Kramaric is, for instance. So that, that could be the deciding factor. And that Kramaric plays at Leipzig next week, that's definitely not something I want. Um, and Kalajic plays at home against Dortmund on a Friday night. Don't love it, but I wouldn't mind it. Like if, like if the dice is roll and I, I don't have a transfer because because of suspensions or injuries or whatever, um, then I have to uh, keep Kalajic in my squad. Uh, I would be fine with that. Yeah, no, I, I, I like him as a I like him as a Vegas choice. Um, that definitely. And to be honest, uh, if I'm looking at my own Vegas choice, I'm going to double down. On what I said earlier, which was uh, the fact that Mr. Robert Andrich could be a gamble worth going for in that Leverkusen midfield this weekend, uh, 8.2 million. Uh, and so, I'd, yeah, I'll throw him out there as the, gate, the Vegas choice because I think he, he fits the bill perfectly as someone that could be a bit boom or bust, you know, fits a narrative against Hertha and whatnot. And maybe it's just the opportunities in that Leverkusen midfield to actually do something. I've got him in my draft right now. The one thing that's speaking against him is the fact that he is in that premium slot at 3.30 on the Saturday and he's got a lot of competition in there so we'll see whether he survives the final cut but in terms of a super snapshot flow if you're looking to break the budget moving on who are we going for? Yeah I think it's quite obvious yeah. um, <laughs> it's Atakan Karasor 2.3 million Yeah, like if I have to have a cheap defender he's going to be in my squad but like I, since I didn't have done the, the, the actual draft I'm not sure that if I even need the savings, but, uh, and like, if I don't, I probably like, if you go up 10 millions or so, you get players who have shot involvement that Carousel doesn't have. Yeah. But still a, a pretty, pretty decent player. An outside shot of shot involvement, but challenge winning monster clean sheet possibility um, uh, for 2.3 million. He's my guy. Uh, you, you, as I say, you've made such a strong case for him. I, d I almost would have thrown him in ahead of my own super Schnepchen choice that I made before we started recording. But I'll stick with it because uh, he's very much your candidate. So I'm going to throw Kingsley Ahizibue out there. 3.5 million. We talked about his merits at the top of the fixture list. Uh, being a Friday night fixture as well, it does mean that if he doesn't quite uh, hit the mark, then uh, no harm done because you can filter him out of your lineup. That's a super Schnepchen. How about a banker, someone that you're really looking to, to hit big this week? Weekend flow. Straightforward, Alessand player, 15.4 million. 
Nice. Um, I, I, I made the argument for him not long ago, so you you probably all, all remember. Yeah, <laughs> I think, yeah, that, you'd hope so, right? Yeah. Or shall I keep it simple as well and just throw Philip Kosic into the mix? Uh, or Jesper Lindstrom, take your pick of the two, whichever your budget can afford. I think in terms of a banker choice, you can't really go wrong with those two Frankfurt midfielders. Yeah, I, I agree. And um, I, I think the likelihood of me doubling up on Frankfurt is actually not that low. <laughs> well, there you go. And we have had plenty of insights. He may not make a draft during a limited transfers, but plenty of insights into what Flo's team yeah. might look like. And, and probably if you all count <laughs> yeah. the players who I say are certainly in my squad, I end up with 20 <laughs> yeah. players. Yeah, it's either that or maybe. Yeah, yeah got- he's in my squad and he's in my squad and he's in my squad. <laughs> Yes, I probably should have made a draft before, but uh, yeah. uh, maybe someone will count along then, and uh, it will be Flo's draft team for the unlimited transfers. That'll be very lopsided because I don't think you've mentioned as many defenders as you have uh, midfielders and strikers. Um, <laughs> so it could be an interesting. Yeah, because the defender market is just it's like rubbish. Horrible. It's absolutely rubbish. It's been terrible all season. Let's be honest. Um, but anyway, we could we could moan and groan about that uh, all evening. Instead, we will bring an end to this week's episode of Talking Fußballs Fantasy. Thank you, as always, for joining us. Feel free to get in touch on Twitter. And if you haven't yet joined the Talking Foosball Fantasy League, for now, from me, your host, James Thurgood Flow, and the rest of the Talking Foosball crew, Alfida Hun. Alfida Hun.